Speak up like you own a pair. All right, we're coming to you live from Detail Fest, Stewart, Florida, sunny Florida. It's about 80 degrees. We're sitting outside next to a fire, no less, and I'm burning up. But we are in a, what is this, Courtyard Marriott? Courtyard Marriott, Stewart, Florida. You guys know that voice. That's Jason Rose. I'm going to do a quick introduction. Jason Rose. Hey Maguire's. Hello. Hi, thanks for having me back, Larry. Oh, yeah. No, no problem. <laughs> Mike Stoops. Say hello, Michael. Hello, Mike. How you doing, Larry? Thanks for having me here. <laughs> Glad to have you here. We have uh, Jose Fernandez. Jose Antonio Fernandez. The one and only, the legend. I'm very excited to be here. I've never done karaoke before, so this is going to be great. And, uh, yeah, please don't tonight. Yeah. What I made him do is actually put the microphone on his chin, which we really don't need right. to do. I just wanted to do that just to make fun of him the entire time. I feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> He's very uncomfortable. Really with uncomfortable. <laughs> Good on you, brother. Yeah. I got this thing up to my mouth, and I locked eyes with Mike you're Phillips fine. just you're now. Fine. And it just, you're fine. I'm Mike right. Stoops, actually, but that's no, okay. No, I said Oh, you look over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know you want the credit. <laughs> you know, you, you've had a thing for me for a while now. I don't think I haven't noticed. I love you, brother. All you're right. Good, and last but not least, Yvonne from uh, Montreal. Grammy, Quebec. Quebec. Yes. S say something French. Bonjour tout le monde, Quebec. Oh, he's so sexy. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I love it. All right, so we're down here in Florida. It's absolutely beautiful, and it's uh, Detail Fest number 10, number 9, nine. nine. I asked that already, number 9. Uh, absolutely amazing, and one of, the, uh, one of the things that we did, one of the things that I watched today was Jason Rose, and Jason Rose talked about, hand that man the mic, talked about uh, a lot of the interior detailing, and everybody seems to focus on the exterior. Exterior, exterior, we're all big on exterior. And now uh, you guys are coming out with some new stuff for interior. Talk, talk right. to me a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, McGuire's, we've stepped up our focus on uh, interior. And uh, what we're hoping to do is offer, you know, the detailers just some more information and some more processes and products that will help do interiors better, faster. Uh, so we, have, we had a great seminar today, Full House. Yes, you were, uh, you were having some fun. Uh, with my wife in the crowd, that was yeah. that was that was fun. I called her out. Yes, you did, because my wife, uh, the number one, actually it's the number two now, because you pushed her off the ranking uh, in uh, podcasts and downloads, uh -oh. the pH level. Uh oh, that that was the number one download. Then you came along and pushed her. Uh, off and now you're the number one downloaded. Is she uh, not happy with me anymore? Yeah, she was giving you the, a look in oh. the crowd there. So that wasn't uh, something else. So I'll do. You know what? I'll do terrible on this podcast. It'll bring me down a notch. <laughs> Will that help? I'm not sure if we have much of a choice on that right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's tons of people out here at uh, Courtyard Marriott. This is the yeah. place to be for detailers, right? Right. <laughs> look at your face. You're like, yeah, right. Yeah, okay. it is. Yeah, there's I mean, lots we, of people here. I don't know how many people we probably have. Who is actually here? We have Todd Helm. Is there like 100 people here? 150? I don't know. We have lots of detailers here. Yeah? 62 and a half? people. Oh, and a bird. Yes, Same. and a bird. <laughs> we have Mike Pennington staring at us right now. Yes, that's, we do. That's Mike, almost Mike as Pennington it. with McGuire's. Hey, he's waving at you. That's a good thing. Yeah. That's a good thing. Almost as uh, awkward as having Barry McGuire stare at me while I'm <laughs> filming. <laughs> that was an awkward moment for me. Yeah. It's like, mm, all right, we're going to know. You know what? That was fun, though. I got a lot of feedback from people that they really enjoyed your, your uh, comfort level with being around Barry that way. Yeah. It yeah. seemed like you had a good time. Yeah. People are enjoying the video, the behind the scenes. Yeah. But today, we're going to pick some brains of possibly the best detailers in the world. Well, Joe did a great uh, seminar today yes. as well. Yes, he did. Oh, thank you very much. I Joe, appreciate it. tell me a little bit about your seminar. It was on... On paint defects. Paint defects. Paint defects. Well, it wasn't how to correct the paint defects. Well, we touched a little bit how to correct them, but most of it was diagnosis. So you know what you're looking at. You know what you're looking at, you know how to deal with it and how to, how to correct it, if it's correctable. This is true. You know, I mean, but Jason's class was awesome. And you just opened up and you said most people don't talk about the interior. And there's a really good reason why most people don't get because all excited. Because it's not sexy. It's not well, fun. Have you ever seen a floor mat in a full sunshot? It's not, it's a black, <laughs> freshly painted black hood in full sunshot is much more impressive than a floor mat. That's the whole problem right there. Yeah, you don't see too many of those 50-50 you know, before and, and after shots. You see what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So that's why I went with paint. You can never go wrong with paint. <laughs> yeah, I mean, smart really man. Can. Smart man. But from a customer's perspective, they they want to buy the interior detail. That's... For the, the business-minded detailer, the interior is something that should really be looked at more often and more intense because that's what people are after. As long as the paint is shiny, 
looks good, they're happy. The, the full correction that all detailers want to do is not necessarily what our customers want. The interior is a big part of our Obviously, business. This, this gentleman's name is not Superior Shine, as you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. where, where were you 20 years ago when I was naming the business? You know? So what would you say... Superior interior. What would you say yeah. percentage-wise, uh, you know, exterior to interior? Like, do people... As you. far as detailing goes, yeah. we do about 60% interior and 40% exterior. Now, are you encouraging that? Or are you? No, that's, that's what the customers are asking. We always, when a cus customer comes in for an interior detail, we'll always try to do the exterior and vice versa. Uh, we try to do a complete detail, but a lot more people come in for just specifically an interior detail. They want to get rid of an odor. They want to... They just bought the car. They want to get rid of the, the cooties from the previous owner, mm -hmm. what have you. But the interior seems to be the, the focus for a lot of people. And we do a lot of detailing for automotive dealerships, and it's the same thing. As long as the exterior has a bit of wax and it seems to shine, they're happy. But the interior has to be like new. Now, is cooties a French word? No, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> no, but you've, you've, got, you've got a lot of people, though, that, you know, where the average consumer doesn't necessarily see the swirls in the paint. I mean, you've got to have a little bit more sophisticated user. But everybody knows when the inside of their car is dirty. Exactly. And you're up in Canada. That you got all the crud on the roads in the winter, and they're tracking that stuff inside the car. Yeah. And the floor mats get covered in salt, and they're dirty and muddy, and it just it looks horrible. So I can see where, you know, folks in your part of the world want that interior cleaned up on a regular basis. Exactly. You know, we're down in Southern California, and... I mean, the sun's beating down on the cars all the time, and those swirls stand out like a sore thumb, mm -hmm. you know. And even so, geez, my wife will sit there as cars are driving by an intersection in front of us and point out a big black Mercedes. It's just loaded with holograms. And I'm, like, looking at my wife going, how, how do you know what the heck a hologram is? It's like, well, I've been married to you long enough that it rubs off. So, yeah, it's all, I think it's a little different depending on, on where you're at. But it makes perfect sense for you guys up in Canada that uh, so much of your work's interior. Yeah, the, the interior is a, a big part of our business. It's something that gets us a lot of repeat business as well. The customer wants the interior cleaned on a regular basis. Uh, we also talk to them about germs. People have a, an immaculate home without a speck of dust, but you get in their car and you don't want to touch the steering wheel. It's all gungy. And they eat in there, they drive there, they sneeze on it. They, you know, Ugh. there's a lot of bad things in a car. Now, do you give a uh, do you do a free wash if they if you get an interior detail? Because a lot of guys that are listening are pros, yes. and they're like driving to their jobs or they're you know polishing a car or whatever. So, if they're doing interior details, are you giving them free washes? We are don't you? want a car leaving our driveway that's dirty. All right, I, so I second that motion. Clean the yeah. exterior, uh, just you know, it's a quick wash, but also it prevents our equipment from getting dirty. It prevents my employees from rubbing up against a car that's dirty and tracking that into the interior. That's uh, I, I agree with that. Now, Jason, <laughs> I'm going to hit you up real quick. You talked about something about the wet vac, the yeah. wet vac extraction. I thought was pretty interesting. Um, if you don't know the history of the car, you're saying uh, you're not getting deep enough with an extractor alone uh, because the fibers are dry. And talk, talk to me a little bit about how it wicks from the top to bottom. I thought that was really interesting. So maybe start at the beginning. I, you follow? You yeah, remember what you're yeah, 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 sure. So, I mean, uh, a lot of detailers get cars that they have absolutely no idea the history of what the car has been through what kind of stains they have in the carpet um, or, you know, what, what's, what, you know, that car has been through in terms of the carpet and upholstery. So most detailers don't have a lot of information to go on when they start their interior detail, and they kind of have starting out a little bit blind, right? So when we were talking about the extractor and the shop vac, um, that's when, when uh, detailers typically use extractors, they make their passes with the wand very fast and that does superficial cleaning on the tops of the fibers um, and it may look good short term when you're done but then when that carpet is drying what happens is it dries from the top down meaning that the moisture in the fibers are evaporating up wicking up through the tips of the fibers right you still with me Larry yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's it's going from bottom up so as it's wicking up it's pulling whatever soil and moisture and everything that was left down in the bottom of the fibers, bringing it up to the top. So this is a scenario where the detailer 
could have cleaned the carpet and made and it looked good in the short term and then all of a sudden it looks brown or dirty again so basically they go in they hit it real fast they clean it it looks great yeah. they go have lunch they come back or whatever and or or the, the or next worse, day. you know it's delivered to the customer and the customer comes back later and complains. It says, this was never removed, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And they're like, like, oh, my hey. God, I, I swear it was gone kind right. of thing. Right. I really find that interesting. And yeah, then, and it's a, it's a technique thing, um, Larry, that uh, when yeah, you talk, use talk it. Talk about how you were, um, how you, you know, you were, you were telling me you spray it the entire time. It's not the way yeah. you want to do it. You want to spray as you drag. I'm trying to figure out how to explain that without know, doing it on, a, on video. I know, awkward. Uh, but people who use extractors and wet vacs, they know what I'm talking about. Um, you're making a pass back and forth or up and down on the carpet and that speed of the arm speed If you're going too fast, you're not going to get deep cleaning for one um, Secondly, there's a trigger on that Extractor wand that dispenses fluid from the extractor mm -hmm. and then it gets sucked back in in the same pass mm -hmm. right? So if you keep your finger on that trigger and you're dispensing lots of fluid the entire time, the entire time. That's the that's the key. If your right. finger, if you're compressed the entire time as the you're going north, going back south, north, south. Exactly. Uh, that's going to cause some issues because you're going to oversaturate yeah. and not extract enough. Now, so the key is pull the trigger on on one direction of the pass, release it, and do some vacuuming. So let's be even more specific. Pull the trigger. On the, uh, let's just back up here. We're doing it with a hot water extractor. Right. Pull the trigger as you're pulling it towards you. Yep. So that the suction can then suck up the water that you just put down. Right. So it's sort of like a flow. I really like that idea. Yeah. It comes out and gets sucked back in. It goes out, so it gets sucked back in. Exactly. Versus pushing it away from you, you want to release because you're putting too much. And I think a good thing, uh, you know, you know, you when you're talking, I'm visualizing myself detailing a car right. and saying, okay, yeah, I can, like, I can feel my hands moving. So think of it this way for you guys listening at, uh, you know, detailing cars or whatever. So as you're pulling towards you, you're pulling the trigger, and then do another pass in that same row in that same lane, going uh, away from you without the without trigger. Without the trigger, and that will cut down on a lot of. Uh, you know, moisture, extra moisture that's put into exactly. that. Exactly. You won't oversaturate. Um, you'll get more efficient extraction, basically. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then you talked about something that was really interesting uh, in terms of dealerships. Again, we have a lot of pro guys. And Joe, you talked about that. What are the What are the bigger issues when you're when you're doing uh, you know hot water extraction? Remember, he was asking the question, and we were all putting our hands up and, and yes. wanted to answer. Yes. You, you answered one, and then you hopped in with an, with another. Well, one of the one of the biggest things in becoming a season the detailer i guess would be paying your dues and extracting a car that has my technical term i used funky yeah <laughs> has the funky stuff when it has the funky stuff, stuff in it um when you detail a vehicle that has that hidden in the cushions you know i've learned the hard way that you you pass it or oversaturate it maybe not even oversaturate it but just saturate like you would in a normal cleaning it'll wick the funky, <laughs> the technical <laughs> term, out of the cushion and, and sometimes be very, very difficult to clean because now you've opened the, opened the can of worms and you can have to get all that out to clean it. Yeah. You know? Or in some cases, you can let it dry and just, just clean the surface again carefully. But back, you know that's in there. We never want to do that. Back to Jason's point that when we're doing an interior detail, we don't know what the history of the vehicle is. With paint, you can analyze the, the paint. You can see what's happened to it, basically. Yeah. Uh, you don't know 100%, but you know what the swirls are. You know what everything is. But once you get to the interior, the funky stuff down in the funky cushion, stuff. for a dealer detail, you may not want to do the extraction. You may want to use steam that is more superficial. You just want to clean that surface. Uh, and there are other ways of cleaning a, a, an interior surface. Uh, we could use a dry foam with a, a rotary oh, yeah. and a wool pad. And dry foams, aerosols, steam. Exactly. There's yeah. a lot of different tools, a lot of different techniques can be used on an interior. It's actually a more varied discipline than an exterior. But nobody know. talks about it. That's no. The, that's the craziest part, that it's just like the secret version of detailing. Nobody, nobody likes doing it. Well, yeah, it's like the uncool yeah. part of detailing, but I feel like we make a make good money de detailing the interior of a oh, car. Exactly. There's only so many times you can polish the outside of a car. You, well, you know what? And I'm at the point now in my career that... Actually, doing interiors is great fun because I think I've achieved as much as you can achieve by polishing a paint. I've gotten very expensive cars, absolutely perfect. Uh -huh. You know, and, and I've been, that's been, awards have been won, and, and that's great, and I'm blessed, and I, I love that. 
and it's not very ch challenging. Every car is challenging to agree, but not extremely challenging. The stakes aren't that high. You know, I've learned my craft, and there's a lot of good equipment and products out there. But interiors are still an area that, that is challenging because, like he said, a swirl is a swirl. And we got to determine how deep it is, and that's a piece of cake. When you get that funk in a car, I mean, we got to identify what that is. You use the wrong product, you don't want to set it. Yep. Or you use the wrong yep. product, and you're not taking it out, and you're wasting time. Right. You know, and yep. what is the number one way how to identify something funky in a car? I smell it. That's, I mean, you got to well, get down there and you smell could, it. You could taste it. <laughs> <laughs> no? No, you can T taste it. Tasting's probably not advisable, really. <laughs> I, I'll tell you yeah, what. I, I number, didn't say that as I, advice. No. Well, I'll take that back as, as number one. Number one is I ask. There's something in there, and, and I, well, That's what the is smartest that? thing I've ever heard. I, I mean, yeah. I asked. Just yeah. ask. Just what, ask. What did, is it? And they, well, is it I urine? Was a, a mocha is it I, I got ice cream? Spilled, or my kid had a... One was really a mess, and it was a candy apple. It was a caramel wrapping on a candy apple, and it sat there and melted in the sun and everything else. I would never have guessed in a million years that was a caramel wrapping on a candy apple. You know? So you got to smell it. And sometimes you smell it and, it, and it'll smell nice. You know, if it's a coffee or a caramel, it'll smell nice. Sometimes you go, ooh, a little puppy had a mistake or, I mean, ooh. accident here. You know? So, you know, but it's still, it's still challenging, and, and I enjoy that. And what's interesting is, if you think about it, from a statistics standpoint, I'm going to get real nerdy here, every car obviously has an interior. That makes sense, right? Well, but not in Cuba, but that's, 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 another, <laughs> that's another story. That's totally true. Do, do they have wheels on there the cars? Some don't have wheels, but... Oh, you know. okay. All right. So my point is, most people, I would say a higher percentage of people, don't are, aren't looking for a perfect, flawless show car, 100-point exterior. I, I'm talking about... You know, for professionals, but it's a good idea. You know, I would think a lot more people, including, you know, moms. Let's call it. I, I at my car wash, I called something a mommy wash because I had a ton of people come in that I couldn't wash it because it was it needed more than wash. But they're like, listen, I can't come in every week and get a detail for a couple hundred bucks because I'm throwing the kids back in and they're gonna do what the kids do. So I did something in between called the mommy wash to try to capture that market and I always thought to myself man we focus so much time and energy on polishing the paint that dwindles that goes down very very fast I call it like knee cartilage like you can only have knee surgery a couple of times and then there's no cartilage left and you have to do something else and I try to impart that to the people you know the detailers listening oh, I want to polish I want to polish and like you know you talk to these veteran guys no they don't nobody wants to polish and compound that we have to and I consider right. and I use this very loosely but I say we have surgeons here that are trained not to squash the eyeball. You know what I mean? Like, they train all their, their lives to not burn through the paint. But there becomes a, po a point in time, you can't do that anymore. You have to either repaint it. So the point I'm trying to make is interiors, there's a lot of money, quite frankly, to be made in interiors. And I just think the new guys coming in when they're listening to the podcast focus all you know great time on the exterior there's lots of things to learn jason rose all the guys can you know certainly give you information on that but just like the interior is like yeah yeah, yeah. vacuum uh, shampoo squirt some uh, febreze in there and out the door you bring up a good point for the guys listening that do this for a living if they are if they're considering upping their game on interiors it'll pay off a million times over you know, just like we all make fun of the guys who put swirls, and we all make fun of like, look at him, they're butchers, and, and you know, uh, the dealers must pay extra for that. You know, we all have those jokes. But the same thing applies with interiors. Guys come here, and they do an interior detail, you know, and I say that with quotations, which you can't see, and they do an awful job. How many interiors have we done where I haven't sprayed anything on the floor mat? I just use pure water to extract, and I'm getting foam and bubbles and putting all kinds oh, of stuff right. out of there. That's yeah. a very good point. Right, and how many times have we seen the inappropriate product put on the dash and make it shiny oh or make gosh. it oily and make it attract more dirt? Yeah. So all that is just as bad. So if you really want to up your game and you want to win over the female clients because in my business yeah. not all but most of the men want a shiny paint and most of the women want, want a shiny I agree, I agree with that that's stereotypical yeah. but stereotypical? I, I'm, I'm going off a of fact I don't know about you it is a fact that, that's, that's pure I fact think so. yeah. I think so I haven't taken official numbers I think so so the point I was making anybody listening up your game on that interior so I like steam you know I, I like a, a high quality extractor I got the biggest baddest extractor I could afford you know which is I think is very important yeah um your class today on pH. On pH. We're going to talk a little bit more. We're going to get into specific stains a little bit. I want to dive a little bit deeper. Everything I talk about seems to be on uh, exterior, on yeah. wheels, well, on glass. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now it's time you're to part talk. Of the problem. I am part of the problem. <laughs> we're here to bring it We're back. here to help. We're here to help, help you. Yes. 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 So, yes. 
Um, there's a point that I wanted to get to. This is, this is a great discussion. The second reason why, uh, you know, using an extractor, let's call it improperly, because extra uh, extractors aren't evil. They just need to be used in a certain way, and you've got to be conscious yeah, when like you're using it. Like any other piece of equipment or tool, you totally. need to use it properly. Absolutely. Right. The interior needs to be dry when you deliver it to your customer. That was my a second lot of point. A lot of detailers... They'll wet it. They think it's dry on the surface. It may be dry, but there's a lot of wicking that continues to happen. Well, just close the doors and bring it outside. Give it an hour or so, and yeah, then you yeah. see the windows go. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Moisture inside. In my, my climate, for bringing it outside, it freezes. So, And it doesn't freeze dry. As soon as it thaws, it's back to wet. Everything you bring out in your climate freezes. <laughs> exactly. But anyways, we need, to, we need to really dry the interiors. Uh, there's a lot of fans available on the market. There's different ways of doing it. Some people start the car up and let it run outside for an hour, but it's... Make sure that it's dry before you deliver it to your customer. And also, the customer sitting down in a wet seat is not a happy oh, customer. Oh, yeah, that, that is not and good. And that, that really brings up, you know, there's a big difference when you are, uh, we talk about carpet and upholstery cleaning. Okay? Big difference between cleaning the carpet and cleaning the upholstery. We touched on saturating or, worse yet, oversaturating. It's bad enough when you do that on the carpeting, but do that on the seat when it gets through the fabric and into the cushion. cushion. Oh, you're, you're not going to get all that moisture out of the... The, the foam inserts in there, and boy, down the line, you, you present the potential for creation of mold and mildew and all kinds of things that ultimately make the process uh, or the situation a lot worse than it was before the customer gave you the car in the first place. Exactly. So you, we you don't want to make it worse. We're trying to fix this stuff. Hey, I got a quick story for you. Check this out. Um, I had a friend of mine at a detail shop. He didn't work there long. And they had a vehicle that needed to be delivered Monday morning, first thing Monday morning. They came in for an interior detail. So let's detail it Friday night. So Monday morning, as soon as we open the doors, this vehicle's ready. So they detail it inappropriately, too much moisture and this type mm -hmm. of thing. They come in Monday morning, there's mold growing inside the car. Oh, my so God. So what they do, the same thing they did Friday. Just give it one more going around, get that just mold off of there. exacerbate the problem. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, just to hide the mold. Yeah. Can yeah. you imagine that? So that... Then what happens three days later down well, the road, they, that they, customer's at home, and that car is just hideous inside. Hideous. Well, it went to auction. It was one of oh, an auction. Great. So somebody bought great. it, and it's just somebody else's problem yeah. now. And there's some other poor detailers now trying to figure out how to get rid of the mold that's, right. that's growing Well, they haven't seen him. They, they, they yeah. sent him in there to clean it. He's been missing ever since. <laughs> He's in the trunk yeah. somewhere. <laughs> this was a, quote, professional, unquote, Professional, this, yeah, yes, of they course. Say. Right, I wanted to chat a little bit about uh, a couple of tips um, that, that Jason ch uh, chatted about at, the, uh, at his event. And then I want to just briefly go into the type of stains. I know we're going a little bit deep. Are you cool if we go into a little bit of the... A little bit of the uh, yeah, absolutely. Let's I just want to give a brief... Listen, this is a podcast. I'm trying to stimulate people's minds here to be like, oh, you know what? I didn't realize that that was something I should be concerned about. Let me go to McGuire's. Let me check out their... What is it? On YouTube you have one? Do you have a YouTube... Uh, remember that video that didn't work today? Oh. That's on yeah, your... It's on, yeah, it's on YouTube, uh, McGuire's USA, and then on yeah. the website. I yeah. think I'm going to try to shoot a video with you on that because this is so interesting and yeah. so not talked about because it's unsexy that it's like mm -hmm. I'm dying to, to talk more about it. But one of the things that is so basic to me... Uh, Meaning, I didn't, I didn't get it, but it's so basic now that when you said it, I was like, oh, my God, I didn't even uh, register. When you're vacuuming out a car and you're really, you know, you're doing an interior detail and you're trying to go to town or whatever, the fact that you are brushing the carpet first yep. to stand up the fibers mm -hmm. so that the vacuum can get in there and extract and suck the, the particles out. Yeah. My brain just, I yeah. was like, you know what? I guess maybe I did that consciously sometimes, but I have to admit, a lot of times I just run right in there with the vacuum. Right. And then you're like, God, man, it's like 15 different passes Take to more, try. To more passes to get, you know, down to the bottom of the fiber. On a, a, a DA sander uh, or DA polisher, uh, they sell brushes to go on them, and they're wonderful tools because mm -hmm. you can get that nap up mm -hmm. and get the dust. I think I showed okay. one of those, uh, and I, but I actually used that, that same one. If you change the stiffness, I know the one you're talking about, like on right. an old PC, like, you know, whatever. I'm just going to say it. I don't really use PCs anymore because, right. you know, they're, it's old, but they're awesome. That was like the, the uh, tool. It's, uh, yeah. So what I do is I put a brush on there, and I have multiple brushes, different uh, stiffness. Yes. So based on the carpet, if it's really, you know, super nappy and I, I can't have something, you know, really stiff, I'll change the bristle on it. But what you're talking about is great. It will just wick everything up, you know, I mean, bring the fibers, stand them up, right. and you can vacuum or shampoo or whatever you're going to do. But that concept alone is so, it's the simplest ones that I go like, yeah, I didn't even realize that that was something, and you know what a, I mean? Yeah, and there's a, I do some training for people on interiors, 
and their first reaction a lot of detailers is they go at it with the extractor they don't even vacuum it first because they figure oh the extraction oh, the is going to vacuum gonna it up pull the dirt too yeah. yeah yeah then it gets caked up in the machine and i don't know about you guys but how are you with this is an off-topic question because i'm getting a little burned on this one but uh i go through extractors i don't actually i go i'm a steam guy now and now with the level I mean, you're talking, yeah. uh, you know, you're listening to a bunch of guys who have a very unique set of skills and have a different business. So my business is much different. Joe, like you're on, you know, a different planet. You're like you're doing $600,000 cars. And you're doing, so you, you know, you as well, we all have a, we a really weird niche. So I, I could say that I'm not really doing a ton of hot water extraction anymore. I'm doing a lot of steam and like more primping and prepping and kind of do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've done lots of vomit and blood, and that is yes. sounds horrible. That's called paying your dues. That's all it is. <laughs> paying your dues. Paying your dues. That's, that's great money, too. Right. I mean, you, what, are you not going to clean the vomit up? Right. You know, I'm not telling you to rake uh, it over the coals aren't here. You glad, aren't you glad <laughs> Facebook wasn't around when we were doing that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. We'll see some full sun shots of vomit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my hot water my extractor. before and after shot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> barfy. <laughs> my hot water extractor seems to blow all the time. I don't know what it is. I got to a point where I was like, you know what? I got a steamer. I have the, the suction part of the hot water extractor, but the, the nozzle doesn't work. I must have, I'm like an engineer when it comes to hot water extractors. Right. Are you guys finding the same thing? Or Yeah, they're, they're painting, but some kind of particles like the clean water. That's what I'm saying. So if you, nozzles, if you yeah. don't vacuum first, you get, and you suck up extra dirt. I mean, I feel like what I'm trying to say is you got to be like the steamer. I'm a VX5000 guy. The steamer, you got to, that thing is like. I take more care of that than right. I do myself. You know what right. I mean? I don't want it to shake too much because things break. Well, that's a precision instrument, I think. Yeah. Very precision. Yeah. yeah. There, you can have some issues with things like that. So another thing I was thinking about that uh, Jason brought up, I have all, you know, I, I go crazy when Jason uh, does this seminar. I write notes like a crazy person, which I always wonder, why are people not taking notes? Like, I take 50 pages of notes every time... And then when I did my class, he was making a paper airplane with the same, with the same notebook pad. <laughs> I fell asleep. Yeah, my wife fell asleep. She was like, you, gotta, you better wake yeah, up. Yeah, better wake up. You're hurting Joe's feelings. <laughs> but one of the second things, uh, again, in the same genre of, oh, man, you know what? This totally makes sense, and it's such an easy thing to think about, is uh, he was talking about if you squirt uh, a tiny little area, spraying versus squirting, and if you squirt a little area, and then you brush. So let's say, let's take a one-inch by one-inch area, and there's a on it or whatever it doesn't matter what it is and you put a little uh, squirt in that one inch by one inch area then you're like you know what I'm going to go to town I'm going to get this out and I'm going to go right through the carpet and all the way through the floor and it's going to come out and they scrub it but they scrub a 10 inch by 10 yeah. inch area yeah, so basically I'm going to hose on as much product as I can and I'm going to brush right. as wide as I can so what did that just do to the, describe what just happened well the cleaner begins to emulsify and loosen up the stain and then you immediately brush it around and move it around so what you did is effectively made your stain bigger now the way I think about it yeah, when there's a stain the there it's kind of concentrated if something's spilled in that small area, it's concentrated. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you put your cleaner in there, you're kind of diluting it, emulsifying it, and spread it around. Now you're spreading it as around. That's paying your dues again. I've yeah. been there and done that. All right, so a dime size, the size of a 10-inch you know, circle, like you said. Right. So tell me, give me, we got the best of the best on, on this podcast here. What are the, give me some techniques. Well, blotting. I like to do a lot of blotting. You put your, you put your product in there, yeah. and I fold a towel up in the forest, and... And the, the, today, when you said bead on the rug, that's the first I heard of that. I'll, I'm gonna give it a try. I it's, usually put my weight hey, on. I, I look like I'm bead, doing CPR. Bead on the rug. Uh, I don't, I don't uh, believe that I use those words. You bead, said bead on, on the, the rug. rug. <laughs> <laughs> I believe I mentioned a term called a tamping <laughs> method. Tamping. There yes. you go. Okay. Tamping. I was thinking, great. Now I need to. Now I need to buy a pup tent. I go. Oh, <laughs> got a variation of tamping. a Ramones tune there. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the white guy says tamping. The Latino says it's beating it. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Well, I, when the police you know, come to your house, I was tamping on my wife. What's the big deal? You know? <laughs> <laughs> We're beating her. You know what I mean? You know? Leave it to Joe. Tamping you know is not illegal. Beating yeah. is illegal. You know, I'm tolerant, and I appreciate your translation. <laughs> right. But that I did use the word tamping, not well, beating. You can oh. use the word beating. And then you he, beat he was your carpet. Oh, he's about tanning. Anybody knows what tanning is? Yes. I put on my thong. I go to the beach, and I'm, I'm tanning. <laughs> We're going to talk about that in a minute. And now, <laughs> I don't want to see it. I really don't want to see it. And now it's a carpet cleaning expression. Right? Yes, yes. But anyway, well, like I said, I, I fold this towel up. I, I squirt the product on there. I fold the towel up, and I look like I'm giving it CPR. I push down and let off. Yeah. Let me be specific. You squirt the product, not spray the it product. It depends what it is. If it's something thick and concentrated, 
I'll squirt that product on there because it, it'll it'll sink down more into the fibers. When you spray, there you go. That's why I wanted that. It'll the kind of rest on top of the fiber. Gotcha. So and, and sometimes that's good, depending on what you're trying to take it, out. Get, take that home there. The difference between spraying and squirting. Yeah. Put, yeah. That, put that in your class next time, because you. Oh, I did. It oh, was, in, did? It was right. in the class. It's in the notes. Oh, read the okay. notes. <laughs> All right. That's why I sound so smart. They're in so your what? handwriting, Larry. We can't read them. Yes. Yeah. What were you doing during those few minutes? I was explaining. You know, spitballs are whizzing by your head. Guess who was that? Yeah, no, the, there's different techniques, but and the, the squirting versus spraying, um, for example, like what you mentioned now, Joe, you, if there's a superficial stain that you have the sense that it's not gone very deep into the fibers, then you just spritz on there, get the cleaner on the top of the fibers and clean that stain, right? All right. But some stains, like a coffee spill, you know, gravity comes to play mm-hmm. and the liquid goes down into the carpet. So it goes deeper. So your coffee stain is a superficial one, but it's also down below. So you may squirt your fluid right on top of the stain so it penetrates all the way down to the bottom. Right. Yeah. That's huge. That's absolutely huge. So I wanted to make sure that we, we chatted <laughs> about it. Squirt versus spray. That's huge. That's well, funny. It just sounds funny. I, I got to tell I you, with you but it sounds the, funny. the people yeah. listen, to me, they'll be like, you know what? I I've get that. I've been spraying all my life. <laughs> I can become more of a squirter than a sprayer. <laughs> And your interior is going to come out much more nicely. Oh, boy. Oh. Moving on. Um, <laughs> I, would, I can't hold, anything hold for, for Hold for edit. Hold control, for yeah. edit. Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, we took a little break there. And we have a new guest. Uh, <laughs> Joe, Joe had to leave, unfortunately. But <laughs> the role of Joe Fernandez is now being played by. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not Joe, but I play one on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's hysterical. Uh, another really cool point, <laughs> and we're going to stay with the interior. <clears throat> Tell me a little bit about the uh, terry towel and when I might use a microfiber towel on when is best to use each. Because a lot of times we were watching you, and, and Joe made a great... I, I totally missed that, by the way. You were like, well, some, some of the videos, you were watching terry. a video in class, right. and Joe's yeah. like, you know, you're using a terry, a white terry cloth, right? Right. And then another one, you're using a microfiber. I totally read yeah. right over my head. But you picked that up, and that was nice, and you made a good point. So, Well, uh, cotton versus microfiber, they do different things in terms of absorption and pulling material out of fibers. So cotton tends to lend itself well to carpet because those uh, it tends to be a longer pile, first of all, so the nap gets deeper into the fibers of the carpet. And when you do that tamping method, you're actually compressing the cotton fibers onto the carpet fibers and there's a transfer that goes on you know your stain and your cleaning fluid goes from one material to your towel that transfer works best with that cotton towel so microfiber a lot of the late model cars have microfiber seats right and microfiber cleans microfiber better than cotton cleans microfiber definitely yeah now something about your transfer a cotton towel, a thick cotton towel, will soak up and absorb more of the funk that's in the carpet than a microfiber. Towel. I would agree with that. Yeah, totally. So you can press down on it or tamp on it. Yes, and, and it's beat the hell out of it, right? That's your the, yeah, yeah. Beat, <laughs> yeah, beat it to death. Yeah, and if you swear while you're doing it, the carpets even come out clean. <laughs> oh, you, know, you, get, you, you have get, to really, you get into really it, you know? cuss at it. Yeah. Okay. But do you swear in Cuban or do you swear oh, in English? Various languages. My Very employees do it in French. But anyways, the uh, when we have, uh, we use the cotton towels as well on the triangular head for the steamer. Oh, Because it good absorbs point. much better than the microfiber. Yeah. As you said, the, the funk transfers better. Uh, from now, one do you do the bonnet technique with that or do you put the that towel is, down? That is a bonnet technique. What he's describing is actually a bonnet technique on the head of the steamer. That's correct, yeah. Yeah. Okay, because I'm okay. Remember gotcha. how I t- today described bonnet technique as wrapping the carpet brush up around the towel, right? Or the towel around the, the carpet towel. brush. I meant to say that. <laughs> um, so wrap your towel around the carpet brush. What what he's what I've been suggesting is you actually take the head of the steamer, wrapping the cotton towel around the head. It's that same. It's called a bonnet cleaning method. Just because the thing that I was thinking about here was for a particular stain, right? You soak this stain, let's call it a coffee stain. You soak it, you put the terry towel on top of it, right, in, in carpet, yep. not cloth, and then you take the head of the steam or the triangle, one, 
and you stick it on top of the, the terry towel. Is that a technique that you would use? I saw somebody doing that online. Does that work? You know what I'm saying? You steam the heck out of it, and then you peel the towel off, and you're like, oh. It's... Before the advent of steamers, we'd actually use a, an iron to do that. Iron, no kidding. Yeah. yeah. And it would transfer? That, it would that transfer really works. The, the stain up into the towel. So, you know, we're showing our age at this point. But uh, it worked. It works. Uh, but then you have to set the iron. It falls. It burns something in the car. So it's not a good thing. Right. But the, the steamer, but steam now. Yeah, the uh, steamer is a much better alternative. For the for record, that. don't use an iron in the car and then call me. <laughs> call uh, anyone but me. It's an old technique. Don't do it. Yeah, yeah. Yvan is so old. His first buffer was steam powered too. <laughs> so just for the record, <laughs> coal powered van. Yeah, it worked. That. Uh, uh, that, that bonnet method over a steamer. We, we actually had a situation at home uh, probably a couple of years ago now where one of our dogs needed to have knee surgery. And as my wife was taking him to the vet he um, for, a, for an evaluation prior to the surgery, uh, he had a bit of an accident in the backseat of her cloth upholstered car. Mm -hmm. And, you know, dogs can have accidents in multiple ways. Mm -hmm. This was not the nice firm you can pick it up in a piece of, you know, those, tissue those paper. Are, and and those are nice. This was a full-on, unadulterated, disgusting mess. And I, I actually joked with her that we were going to sell the car. Um, but using a steamer, with, I mean, after getting up the, the heavy stuff that they could, you know, come off kind of by brushing and scraping and vacuuming. Um, the rest of it came up scraping beautiful. Was scraping yeah, no, was the it one was, that it was it. Disgusting doesn't begin to right. this was. This <laughs> we was we just went rated R. Can I have you describe in color yeah. and color, texture, weird, frequency? Yeah, yeah, we need to get the whole picture. This is why we're yeah. not doing a video with it. No, we said, we, you know what? But, but, but we said earlier that a 50-50 shot of correcting paint That's is right. really impressive, but a 50-50 shot of a Yeah, you know why? Because you've got to leave it no, there. But I tell you what, a 50-50 of what my little, tiny, adorable dog did to the backseat of my wife car was actually pretty doggone right. impressive right. but it was that that bonnet method with a steamer and a terry cloth towel that when everything was said and done that's what really took a lot of that horrific mess out of the back of the car and you know i, I kind of elevated myself and my wife's eyes to kind of a whole new bizarre admittedly level but it, it worked fantastically on what was truly a disgusting mess in the backseat of the car mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it was story, great feed your dog taco bell <laughs> yeah, no no never yeah. never never <laughs> never now a little uh <clears throat> miniature controversy i've heard different uh thoughts on uh what i'm about to say but uh it's the last thing the back brush patterns is uh, the technical term for it basically it's putting in carpet lines or baseball field or Yankee Stadium sometimes I say on the videos. Do you guys do that? Do you not do that? Is that weird? What's Upon your Upon request only. Got it. Okay. It takes more labor, first of all, to do it. Sure. Secondly, the customer wants, generally speaking, there are customers that want the lines. Yeah. They want it, we'll do it. But normally what they want is as new. Gotcha. And when it came from the factory, it didn't have carpet lines in it. Gotcha. So that's my view on it. Yeah, yeah. What the customer wants is never a bad no. The customer wants, you know, what well, he wants, then, you know, whatever. Sometimes it can be bad. When they want a $500 detail for $50, yeah. you don't that, give the that would be bad. what he wants. That would be bad. <laughs> this, this is true. I, we did a whole uh, seminar on that. Don't give the cut. You know, the customer is not always right. It's if it's based on your goals. That's a whole other. I'm still the people listening are, are going to be yelling at me because I still haven't posted that. As long as the customer thinks he's right, yes. we're fine. Yes. Well, if if I could take the concept and kind of split it, the patterns is one part of the concept, mm -hmm. and that could be controversial and it could address customers' wants and expectations and preferences. But the other side of the concept is what's called backbrushing, where after your cleaning process, you are then uh, basically against the nap direction of the carpet. You're forcing really the nap to go straight up. Mm -hmm. you're, you're back brushing it up in an up, you know, position. Now, what that does is, as the carpet's drying, it allows it to dry in that position. And to your point, Larry, you said you the goal might be to make it look new, you know, new like mm -hmm. that heads you in that direction better. You know, if all the fibers are heading straight up, they dry that way. Uh, if you didn't do that, you may have some fibers laying down, some that are up, and it just doesn't look as clean and organized in oh, the exactly. carpet. Exactly. Backbrushing the whole surface 
right. I definitely entire, agree with. But yeah. back brushing one line and forward brushing the other one and back brushing, that's yeah. the That gets into carpet part. art, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's I, a little controversial. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to play devil's advocate on that one because I, I go either way. I have customers that that's, like, all they want because whatever, that's all they want. I've gone so far as to do this. I have to get this on video. I've been promising people to do this. I took, uh, you have to roll with me here. It's a plastic sheet, you know, when you, uh, like the ones that are flimsy that you use in your kitchen when you, when you, you know, slice up cucumbers or a chop, it's yeah, not a cho- small chopping board. It's a chopping board, but it's the one, it's like the cheapy yeah, ones or whatever. Yeah. It's like seven keep, bucks. Keep it off the counter, mm-hmm. that's all. Exactly. Keep yeah. it off the counter. So I took that. Then I put this particular customer who's a big customer, his initials or his name in it. And I drew it out. I cut out the stencil. So what you do is you sh- you you push the fibers north or south. Usually it's away from you, but whatever. So it makes the fibers stick up. So right. it's darker. You follow me when you when you lay it down. It's white ish. Right, right, right. So it stands up. Then you take that, you know, eleven whatever piece of paper size thing. You lightly put it in there. You push down around the letters. Let's call them A B. Whatever. Doesn't matter. You push down around them, then you go the opposite direction of that, and you lift it up, and they'll have the initials in there. People freak out. Is it weird? Wow. Yeah, it's weird. But is the customer f- unbelievably happy and thinks, right. uh, you know, the, the detail is the greatest thing since sliced bread? Fine, whatever. We had, a, we had a dealer that we used to put the dealer's logo in the center of the trunk and on the two driver's floor mats. It's the little things. Yeah, but they, they actually requested that. We did the stencil. And Fine. It, with the stencil, it's easy to do. Freehand, it's not so fun doing the Acura label, but uh, Acura, I think you guys saying... Yes. The US, so yeah. In the world, yes. Yeah. Are, are, are the rest of the world instead of, instead of Canada. Right. It's, it's a bit egotistical then if Jason referred to that as carpet art. It's a bit egotistical then if, if I've had a stencil like that created with my own signature and I'm signing my artwork in the trunk of the customer's car, I should probably stop doing that then. Oh, you can do that. It, it looks really, but it's, you know, it, yeah. it's like you're doing a painting and you're signing your, your artwork. But I should put the customer's name in instead of mine. Okay, I, I got you. That's, <laughs> yeah, that yeah, would work yeah, with a human yeah. family. Yeah. Because my mom would make me dry, ride with my feet on the dash. See? Now we have a whole other issue with the dash getting dirty. Yeah, don't mess up the, your name on the floor there. So. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a whole other set of problems, so we're, we're going to avoid that. So it could go either way, I think, yeah. you know. We have, to, we have to sit Indian style, you know, on the seat. Well, you know, it is it is kind of a personal preference with some people. And as Joe had mentioned earlier, um, when trying to identify a stain in the, in the, the carpet or the upholstery or whatever, ask the customer. Why not just ask the customer, do you want the striping in the carpet or not? It's I totally go true. Way. What, do you, what do you like? Now, you know, I made an I'm observation. Give you whatever you like. And I made it way, maybe way wrong, but I think the stripes are kind of an East Coast thing and no stripes is kind of a West Coast thing. Hmm. What do you guys think about that? That might be true. I, I have to be honest, and this is going to make me a little bit vulnerable, but I've done more stripes than not. Is that, is right. that weird? Like, well, and, and the detailers that I know, I know detailers around the world, a lot of detailers in the United States, and the majority of the stripe guys live on the East Coast. And the ones who don't do stripes live on the West Coast. I always thought it was an East Coast, West Coast thing. Well, well what about just the fact that if you've striped the carpeting, it's, it's, it's this immediate visual proof that you've done the work, and the customer gets this feeling that every little square inch of that carpet has been gone over and touched, and they know that something's been done. Now, what we uh, do... Uh, it gives some folks a little, you know, peace of mind. They get that warm, fuzzy feeling. Because, ooh, look, you've, you've actually done the there, work. There is an aha factor. Yeah. It may be weird or whatever, but sometimes yeah. when you open up the door and you see Yankee yeah, Stadium yeah, or exactly. something... Listen, you go, ooh, wow, look, you yeah, spent some time on that. It's a value that. add for yeah, an extra know, five we minutes. Do, we do sure. leave kind of some stripes, but they're, they're like, for lack of a better word, natural. We had to go there. We put something in. We spend a fraction of a second making them a little bit symmetrical. They're a little bit rough. I don't like them perfectly symmetrical. They're a little bit flawed. Some are closer together than the other ones. They have character. They have a little bit of character. character. And that looks, like, that looks like, you know, we were there. We cleaned it. But to make them, these guys must have laser beams and measuring devices and calculations to get them. I get, I, I get a little stupid sometimes because yeah. you have the normal red brush. What is that? The red scrubber brush, right? So that was probably two inches wide. Then I have another one that's really small. I've done ceilings where people yeah. are like, dude, man, yeah. I, I got I to have a ceiling. That, when I'm in the back seat and I look up, hands. it makes it look like it's, so, you know, right. where I might. If you do like whatever. a strobe stripe effect, you're just bored out of your mind at the end of that detail, aren't you, Larry? It's, pre- it's pretty intense, yeah. Okay. yeah. No, now, yeah. I've, now, I've only been asked once ever in 20-some years of detailing, do I do stripes? Really? And my answer was no. You know who first got me started on this? A limousine driver. 
he, I, I'm not even kidding you. He's the one that showed me. He goes, listen, every time a customer gets in here, right. when the next one gets out, I go back there. I put the stripes. They feel like it's, you know, they're getting into the, you know, whatever, crazy. I was like, you know what? That's a, that's a killer idea. Uh, since you brought up limousines, that's a good opportunity to talk about protein stains in oh, limousines. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> yes, yes. That is actually our next topic. Our next topic. All right. Protein now, now that you have the microphone and you set the stage, <laughs> well, disgusting man. Be a, everybody can have a glass of milk on the way to the that's wedding. Right. That's yeah. what I meant. I don't know what you guys were thinking, Nothing, but that's what I milk. meant. Yeah. All right. I'm putting you on the spot now, Mr. Okay. Tough Guy. Ooh, what are the types of stains? We can go briefly into it. If you don't remember, they're right here. Uh, we can go briefly into it just to get people to think. We're not going to go through a whole entire lesson because we're going to wind up and you know yeah. wind down in ten minutes here or five minutes. Give me a broad overview so people listening go like, oh yeah, you know what? I never realized there's that many different types of stains. I was just the dirty ones and the clean ones. You know, like, yeah. Give them a few. Good. So there are different types of stains. The uh, first one is called a tannin stain. Um, not the kind Joe was talking yeah. about. This is tannin. Tannin. He went as tannin. He's in the beach and he's not the king. Yeah. yeah. I love this, it. This is oh boy. Tannin the is actually a technical term for a stain. And it's, uh, you know, a natural occurring vegetable dye in some foods and drinks. Mm -hmm. So it's the colorant that's in the some of these foods and drinks. And I'm referring to coffee and tea and wine and things like that. So that's stain type number one. Stain type number two is the protein stains. And those, that's organic matter, that's dairy products. Um, Bodily fluids. And, yeah, well, we, organic matter kind of is all-encompassing term for, you know, all the not politically correct No, uh, Evangelist Ev wants say. to say poo-poo and pee-pee. Yeah. The pee and, and like the poo-poo. Yeah. And the caca. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. So the stuff, yeah. The, what did you call Oh, funky stuff. Funky yeah. stuff, that's a yeah. technical term. Yeah, we funky can do funky stuff. stuff. Basically joke. blood, urine, vomit. Yeah. Chocolate, body fluids, food. We're talking yeah. about proteins, still, right? Protein, yeah. proteins. Yeah. All right. So let's give them, give them hardcore examples. They're going to run into, <laughs> as, as opposed to funky and doo doo. Yeah. We, we can be. Yeah. We can well, be specific. Well, is uh, is your audience more than than five years old? <laughs> They're more than five oh, years okay. old. Okay. Then we, yeah. we're going to have to get professional here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on. You. We can do it. I know you know more than poo poo. Oh, What's the next I, word up? No, no, no. And it's not the word you use when you stub your toe on the coffee table either. <laughs> 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 so you get. The the idea on protein stain, yeah, right? right? We, we, we've maxed yeah. that one out. Okay. Number three type stain <laughs> is oil and grease. And, uh, you know, per our session today, it's remarkable correlation between the type of stain, oil and grease. And, and what causes it, it? And its origin, yes. which is what? Oil and grease. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Or your mechanic screwed up. Yeah. Forgot so, to throw this is a sort on. of, I mean, the most common way we get this in our cars is you walk across the parking lot, pick up the oil and grease on the parking lot, you know, floor there, ground, and then you put it on the bottom of your shoes, you step in your car, and you just deposit it on the carpet. So we had tannin stains, protein stains, oil and grease stains. Um, then there is this other type called um, dirt and soil or dry stains. Okay, um, and you can imagine what those are—just common everyday dirt. Um, you you get your shoes muddy, and you walk in your car, and it's wet when you deposit it there. But then it dries, and it becomes dirt that's dry. Um, the the fifth, yeah, fifth type of stain <laughs> is is the other category, and these are the things that don't fit in those other categories. So, you know, ink and gum oh, okay. and mustard, um, things like this that are different type stains, but they don't fall under the definition of tannin, yeah. protein, oil, and dirt. So to keep it super broad, there's five different, in reality, five different types of stains. Yeah. And each one of those stains has a different way to approach cleaning it. We don't need to go into all that. That's another yeah. five hour. We'll, we'll save that for another podcast. Right. But just be cognizant that like, okay, when I see a car, I don't just go, oh, oh interior. So I pull out my interior cleaner whatever we whatever we'll just call it the interior one and spray it on everything the doors the windows the glass da, 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 and we clean it it doesn't work that way right. is that a fair statement that's a fair statement that's about as broad as we can get on very that good one. statement yeah next question you see that we're going to yeah. briefly touch on ph scales very very brief and the okay. one thing i want to talk about is the basic part zero all the way over on the on the left all the yeah. way up to 14 yep 7 neutral so we have Acidity, uh, acidic on the left, zero, zero, acidity, acidic. Yep. 
Cyber neutral, 14 base. Right. Alkaline. Yep. The, th the main theme I felt like that you were talking about today is bringing the uh, pH level back to zero. Back to zero. Back to seven. Back to seven, thank you. That would have been bad. Back to acid. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, melt the carpet. Yes. When you're done doing a cleaning. That, yeah. I feel like that was the overall broad theme. Without so, getting too deep yes, into this. Yes, and I'm, you know, Larry, you know me. I'll go as deep as you want yeah, to go. Yeah, no, we're, we're winding up. we got 15 minutes. Within the count context of the podcast. So uh, basically what detailers are doing now in the most common sense is they're using all-purpose cleaner, which is on that far right of the scale you mentioned, towards 14. More basic, more uh, More alkaline. alkaline. Yes. So it could be a 12, it could be a 13, it could be up there somewhere in, in alkalinity. Now, when you clean a carpet that way, and even when you extract, uh, especially if your technique's not that good, you're leaving some of that all-purpose cleaner in the fibers. When you're done. When you're done. And even though it dries, that chemical is now gone from a wet state to a dry state, and it's still in the fibers. So we are leaving the fibers in a, what we call a high pH state. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Alkal uh, Alkaline salts you're talking about, yeah. Exactly. So those particulate is being left behind. You're leaving a high pH. So the importance of the scale and the, and the importance of number seven or neutral pH is that's the state we want to leave the carpet in because if we leave it in the high pH state, then we get this resoiling and browning and all these other things that can happen later after you clean. So the whole point is... Bring it back to neutral. Bring and, it to neutral. And there's products out there now, yep. um, especially from Meguiar's, but you can bring that back from super hardcore, all-purpose cleaner, alkaline, back to, to zero. So it's basically like you open up a door, you go into a room, you do whatever. When you leave, you got to close the door again. I, yeah. I, my brain was just, I don't know why I'm trying to give analogies where it's like, yeah. just bring it back down to, to, to neutral. And that concept alone just, I feel like, just like blew people. It's mind. a big like, oh. deal for detailers because... Here's give an a, example. Give an example of when it would come back and bite you, like when you bring wet shoes in you were talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you clean the carpet with all-purpose cleaner. Um, you you uh, dry it. It looks good. Um, then you, a few days later, you walk through a water puddle or you have the overnight moisture uh, dew uh, or it's raining. Somehow you get moisture on your shoe, and then you get back in that same car, and you deposit that moisture on your carpet, and you've reactivated the all-purpose cleaner. That's huge. Yeah. That's, that's like a yeah. massive, huge concept that I think people are going like, oh, my God. All right. So, yeah. listen, that was a super high-level, you know, conversation. There's probably another three days' worth of... Oh, we could go on, yeah. But the point is, while they're driving, hopefully they're focused on the road, but they're thinking in their mind, okay, I have a lot more I need to learn about bringing the levels back to neutral. Every time I do anything on the interior, it's got to be back to neutral. That's I, a good, I'm glad you said it that way. That's a, probably a good way to summarize this whole thing is the message to detailers is, hey, there's a lot more to this interior thing than we might be thinking. There might be a little bit of education and knowledge that can help us do this. And here's, you know, we have to face the reality of our industry right now, which as detailers, we are about five to ten years behind the game on uh, carpet and upholstery cleaning compared to the professional carpet and upholstery cleaning industry, like the oh, businesses cleaning, yeah, yeah. cleaning hotel rooms or cleaning residential or commercial our industry in automotive detailing, we are behind that actually the times. makes a lot of sense. Because interior detailing isn't sexy. And That's what we talked about, about in the beginning. Yeah. Holy crap. I think I just had an epiphany, epiphany. In, the, in the actual... Uh... But see, some of the, the chemistry of the products that we're launching, that Meguiar's are launching, it's not rocket science. And you know what? It's not, I hate to say it this way, but it's not super innovative. It's not out-of-the-box thinking. You know what? We're borrowing tried-and-true chemical approaches from the professional carpet cleaning industry and we're applying it to cars that's exactly. all we're doing uh and one quick little tip that people can use to test the the ph level that they're leaving behind go to a pool supply store get the little strips for testing the ph oh, in that's the pool, awesome and you just lay it in the damp floor that's a for total a geek thing i love exactly. it exactly but it, it's a great teaching aid for us uh, it's a great I'm taking that and putting it on a video. I'll yeah. give you a shout-out for that. That is awesome. Well, one, one caveat, though, to that approach is um, you can't measure pH in carpet unless there's moisture. So those, those strips you mentioned, 
uh, if your carpet's dry and you're trying to measure the pH, you have to apply some moisture. So you basically just squirt some water in a, in a little puddle, let it soak in the fiber, and then you apply the, right. the, yeah. the pH strip that Ivan's mentioning, and then you can measure the pH. Yeah. That's a video right there. Is it? Done. Yeah. 100,000 views on that yeah. video without even thinking about it. Well, we can actually demonstrate I'm that. I'm copywriting that. <laughs> His name's going on the bottom. It's you can actually demonstrate that before you started your cleaning process, you have a high pH state, mm -hmm. and then you clean, and after APC application, you have a high pH state, and then you can actually demonstrate that you returned it to pH neutral. Right. Yeah. And the, a lot of we do a lot of dealer details. And we see the cars that have been detailed at auction, what have you. Mm -hmm. um, as soon as we bring moisture to it, it foams up because they left a lot of soap in there. They left a lot of APC. And sometimes it's just steam that you need or it's just water that you need. You don't necessarily need a chemical mm -hmm. every time mm -hmm. you're doing the job as well. I love it. I think we talked a lot about it. Do you have any other thoughts over there? You look like you got something to say. Oh, I got all kinds of thoughts. Anything intelligent? Not much. <laughs> no, not much at all. Nothing to be benefit this podcast. All right. Yeah. We're going uh, to wind this down unless anyone has final thoughts. Uh, just one little thing, safety note. Uh, a lot of these Ooh. chemicals are dangerous. They're yes. high alkaline. Good point. They're, they're, they're Good high point. alkaline. Good point. Thank you, non-McGuire's guy. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Yeah. Coming in for the win. Yeah, you just look at him first for the final comment. Oh, so, you're right. You know. right Anyways, right. there's a lot of things that people do in interiors that are quite dangerous. They should wear respirators. Uh, one example is the Tornador cleaner. Great tool. Works well. Uh, it's an economical tool to use. But if you're vaporizing a very... Like mold or something. No, but if, that as well. But just the chemical that you're vaporizing, oh. it atomizes the particles so finely that you're breathing those in really deep. Mm -hmm. So that's something you have to be wary of. If you're not, if you're not just spraying water out of it, be wear, wear a respirator. That's, that makes total sense. That's a really good point, actually. Good. What about you? Can you say uh, something as cool as what he just said? Yes. Yeah, so another safety issue would be uh, not licking the steering wheel to get it clean. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah you, never, you don't want to do that. No. Wow. You don't no want to do that. That's for everybody. No. How about you? You, you? you never know what your customer may have been up to. Um, get some good light in there. Look under the seats mm, before you just go sticking your hand under there. That's true. You never know if they've got an old... I found a uh, gun under the yeah, seat once. Well, a oh, gun. I got something nice. to add. But, yeah, but, hey, look, a, an old hypodermic needle. Yes. Oh. You know, you, you do not want to go jabbing your pockets. finger into that. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that... Pencils. That could be... Get some light and pay attention to what you're doing. Just look. Look before you leap and be careful. You know, we ask our clients to empty the car out, and some of them think they emptied it out, and they're actually only halfway done, especially in a, mini, in a minivan. Let me ask you this. Yeah. This is a question I just thought of. Do you make a policy of opening up the glove box in the personal areas? Uh, I be, I'm very careful because I've had times where I've opened it up and there's a weapon inside, or I've opened it up and there's cash inside, well, I and always, I just go like, you know what? I'm making a policy. You know, I, I'm not going to touch the glove box unless you make unless you tell me. So I'm not touching it unless you it tell me It kind of depends right on the detail. If they say, I, I'm detailing this car to sell it, usually it's been gutted, gotcha. and we do that. Most of the time, I don't. On a rare occasion, they may say, hey, you missed the glove box. It's another two seconds of work. We got it. Totally. Most of the time, I, the center console and the glove box is off limits. you agree with that? And then we ask about the trunk. For dealer details, we, all, we go through all that. Of course. For right. personal details, no. No. Uh, Just save yourself the trouble. And if the guy gives you a hard time, then go back and spend the 37 seconds. Right. But that one time that it nails you and you lost the guy's you know, diamond ring that came off the Titanic or something, you know, you're like, oh, my God, you know, oh, yeah. how are you going to replace that? I've always made a policy. I'm not touching that unless they come out and ask me about it. That's just me. Right. It just saves my Exactly. Brain. It's very easy to explain to the customer of why you haven't done it. Makes total sense. So it, your customer satisfaction level remains. You also CYA a little bit, too, you know, covering yeah. your butt. You're not going to. Exactly. All right. I think it's time because it looks like this party's wrapping up. Jason, did get any final last words? Any, any last words? Hey, look at him. You, you had lots of words. Last Come on, like, Jason. <laughs> well, I can begin the 14-page. Uh, That's right. No. You go ahead and begin. I'll be in my room. Well, one, la one last thing about odors in interiors, okay? A there's, a lot of, there's a lot of. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, odors. I love odors. You know, I love, you know why I love odors? Oh, I right. honestly do. You can charge a lot of money for it's them. true. People pay what you. Are you going to say no? Somebody, somebody left out? a pack yeah. of meat. They went to the market. A pack of meat fell out of a bag. Then they, they parked the car at the airport and went on a trip and came back. I had the same thing. I had uh, crabs. 
crabs that spilled out. <laughs> the guy left it on the airport runway. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> See, you. He had crabs. I, I couldn't say square to spray, and then you go, I got crabs. Uh, I mean, come on. You yeah. know, fair is fair. I well, I understand what you're trying to say, but I'm saying if it smells. <laughs> <laughs> if it smells. Yeah, yeah bad, we, we need to wrap this if thing If it up. smells real bad, you, you can be a hero. You can charge a lot for it. Yeah. And then there's a good before and after. It, it was funky when you got there, and it's fresh and, and clean when you're gone. You're a hero. Well, so the, I point, like the point I was going to make here is that um, trying to help detailers, I see a lot of them spinning their wheels and trying to go after odors with a lot of different methods. But the, probably the most effective one is remove the source of the odor, clean, clean the source of the odor. We've talked about a lot of things, and I, yeah. this theme that keeps running in my head, it's a lot of common sense. I know that sounds like it's a yeah. little trite, you know, it's a yeah. little overused. But it's really about common sense. Yeah. If you really sit down and think about it, like, let's find the source. Or I can't think of the other two examples we were just talking about. It's like, oh, my God, that, that makes sense. Wick the carpet up so that you can get more access to the stuff that's not matted down now. You know, just like little things. You're like, oh, yeah, that totally. But, but it is weird how people love the champagne and nobody. It's, you know, our, our friend of ours, Kevin Brown, is going to have a, a, a class. He just called up. me before we did this. Okay. It, it, it sold out. A three-day class sold out in a, in a couple hours. Okay, if he were going to say, we're having the NXT interior class. You know what I mean? Do, do your cricket I, I, noise. Do your hey, cricket yeah, noise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's fantastic. Okay. That great? All right. Wow. If he, if he would have like, said, we're doing that. the NXT interior class. Do, do a monkey. Do a monkey. Hey, I, I would have signed up. He's just doing so. a monkey right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if he would have had NXT a interior Cuban class. monkey. I love it. I would have signed up just not to hurt his feelings. At least somebody <laughs> no, signed yeah. up. You know what I mean? Because nobody, it would have, you know what? It would have sold out like in about three, four years. Sure. But, you know, Larry, you touched on something really important, and that is the common sense aspect of it. And and it's just stop and be thinking about what you're doing all the time. When when we finish our, our advanced class at McGuire's that, that we do a few times a year. When is that, by the way? Uh, I, I want to say the next advanced class coming up is, is mid-May. Mm-hmm. We do we do four of those a year. What's the best way they can find out about it? Uh, through McGuire'sOnline.com. That's our discussion forum, the, the company forum. Um, and we've got the full schedule for all the classes. Cool, cool, cool. Thank I you didn't for allowing me to make that plug. I wanted I to appreciate it. it. No worries. Much. Continue. Um, but one of the things that we tell people is, well, you know, when, when you're detailing a car, whether it's it's paint or interior, you've got all these different tools available to you, the brushes, the, the liquids, the compounds, the, the interior cleaners, your steamer, your pads, your buffer, your hands, your eyes, your brain. Mm-hmm. The last tool that you should ever stop using is your brain. Mm-hmm. And for so many people... That's the first one they stop using. Well, you go into a mode. Yeah. Okay, I'm doing interiors now. I, that means I do but, one, two, three, four. But, but it has nothing to do with the car that you're actually working no, on. Everything can be different. And as soon as you stop thinking and paying attention, you're done. You're yeah. toast. It's over. I, I totally agree. This is this has been huge. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna talk to you guys. Uh, you want to do some plugs? You want to do a plug here? We're gonna end you up. You just let me do a killer plug for McGuire'sOnline.com. Right, so you're cool. McGuire'sOnline.com. <laughs> Hit it. Uh, the only plug is um, these are all guys that are in the business, right? And all their cars are probably clean already. <laughs> and uh, no, I would benefit no way whatsoever by plugging <laughs> it. What's your Facebook page? I'm trying to help you out yeah, over Facebook here. Page, well, the name of my company is Superior Shine. I'm based out of Los Angeles. And if you're not in the industry and do have a car that's dirty and you are in my area, I need to feed my baby and my baby mama. So oh, my God. Give me a call. You, sir? Uh, my company name, I'll spell it because nobody will hear it. R E P A R E dash B R I S E. Oh, my God. Say it, say, say it like say it sexy. Bridges, Repair Breeze. Say, say it again. Repair Breeze. What does that mean? Uh, windshield repair, actually. That's, <laughs> that's what we started doing. That's what we're, what we're known for. <laughs> 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 we do everything but. Uh, what's yeah, your website? What's your website? Actually, we do everything but oh, mechanical. You, okay. Uh, from PDR to detailing to... So what does that mean in French? You paint repair. Bits. What does that got to do with detailing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. But anyways. Yeah. What's the website name? www.repare-brise.net. It's all in French, so don't worry about it. Oh, my gosh. You can see pictures. I do a lot of training as well, so if someone wants very point-specific training, that's what I do. I don't do classes. I don't do general training. I do training to people that are in the industry already mm-hmm. and want to perfect a certain skill. Sweet. And they can find you on Facebook, any of that? Yeah, Facebook. Very easy got, to find. I got uh, a plug for a friend. Kevin Brown we just brought up. His NXT Kevin class. Brown. Kevin That's Brown. my man. He's the, he's the guy that the developed the Kevin, himself. the buff daddy. Yeah, he baby. developed the Kevin Brown method of polishing. You know? Yes, he did. The KBM. KBM. And yeah. that's not the only method he came up with. You yeah. should see him finger paint. 
This is amazing. <laughs> Does a great job. That is great. The NXT class, yeah, uh, go on his Facebook or, or, or his website. Buffdaddy.com. Yeah, buffdaddy.com. Yeah. And this guy, this guy is just amazing with information he has. I've called him for problems and hung up halfway through the conversation because he's just a nut. With, <laughs> Kevin with, uh, is a details. font of detailing knowledge, no yeah. doubt about it. That and is and crazy, up though. until I met him, I was doing the Charlie Brown yeah. method, and it wasn't well, working out. No, no. The Kevin Brown <laughs> method. And, and what's, what's fantastic for, for some of us sitting here, I mean, Joe, you're going to be part of that. come up with this stuff? <laughs> yeah, it's just, that's, that's just Joe. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's great is when he, he goes to grab the buffer and you pull the buffer out of the way real quick and he, like, just flips over and lands on his back. The whole Charlie Brown method going on there. Yeah, yeah but jo Joe's going to be helping us out with that and uh, Jason Rose and myself going to be uh, teaching those classes with, with Kevin. I'm going to so try, gonna like, heck to get out there. We'd I have a wedding. to have you, brother. A wedding on Saturday, so I'd have to well, get there Friday. We're taking up a collection and we got 500 oh. bucks so far. Oh, yeah, 500 bucks? more bucks, so we're going to... Send for you. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, I want to thank everybody for uh, hanging out on the podcast. This has been a lot of fun. Hopefully you learned something. And if you have any questions, shoot me an email at Larry at AmmoNYC.com. Check me out on Facebook at AmmoNYC.com, whatever the Facebook page is. Uh, check me out on Instagram. Listen to the podcast. And, of course, uh, visit my YouTube channel, which is just Google search or be in YouTube and look for AmmoNYC.com. As always, thanks for listening. And we'll be back in, I don't even know. When are we going to be back, Joe? Tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning? That's right. Uh, we're going to have some we'll sad people some downloading uh, right. this podcast. It'll be a couple of weeks. We're, uh, I'm out. It's, it's car season, so I'm out uh, you know, shooting films and, and going to these seminars and doing cool things like this. But I encourage everybody to get educated. Go to McGuire's. Go around and uh, you know, search as much as you possibly can. Education is the key and common sense. So, as always, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.